This is the Healthcare Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you information, education, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. No industry, including sick care, can be fixed from inside. Instead, they've responded to external stimuli. For every one hour that they spend on patient care, the thing that got them interested in medicine to begin with, they're spending up to two hours on EHR data entry. We're seeing a lot of great things, particularly around the ability to predict things that clinicians and consumers care about. Inhale, exhale. Time for your healthy dose. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and welcome to another wonderful episode of Glass is in Session by Claris. As hospital budgets are getting tighter, administrators are looking for practical and cost-effective ways to benefit both their patients and their professionals. Hospital design is a big player in budget talks, being some of the priciest pay points, but some of the most necessary. A refurbished, welcoming, and functional hospital design makes for not only more productive physicians and nurses, but safer patients. A modern healthcare article even goes as far as to point out that inefficient design leads to wasted time looking for supplies or staff, which means less time at a patient's bedside. All in all, healthcare design is crucial. What are the latest trends, though, in aesthetics and functionality that are helping patients feel more comfortable and professionals feel more productive at a hospital? Jason Perrette, healthcare marketing manager for Claris, has dedicated most of his career to the healthcare industry and has seen how crucial the feel of a hospital can be on overall care. Perrette joined us on the podcast to discuss the latest trends in healthcare design and why efficient communication is inspiring the biggest changes. He also tackles the crippling issue of patient mistrust and how it's directly correlated to healthcare design. But beyond that, he explains how innovative technology like VR or glass boards can inspire creativity among healthcare professionals and keep stressed patients at ease while waiting on difficult news or just inspire a happier aura for a hospital. All right, Jason, welcome to Glasses in Session. How are you doing today? Doing well, Daniel. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Always a pleasure doing these. And, uh, you know, I still can't get over how great of a pun the name is for this podcast. It really uh, it really just presented itself naturally, didn't it? It certainly did. I think that uh, that's, that's one of the great things about Claris just as a whole, right? The culture of the company. Uh, we're, we're always about uh, finding creative ways to, to do things. Glasses in Session is... Uh, you know, certainly no different. Well, Jason, again, you are the healthcare market manager for Claris, and you've been in the healthcare world for a while now. So I guess before we jump into the main topic of the podcast, I wanted to know what drew you to this cross section of design and health? What about that intersection really uh, pulled you into that world? Healthcare is is one of those fields that certainly I think that there is there's always a need. So, so when you look um, at healthcare outside of design, uh, I think people are drawn to healthcare because they want to help people or or they see that healthcare is something that is is always going to be necessary and never going to go away. Um, so before the design piece, that's really kind of what drew me to healthcare was that for the companies that, that I was working for, there was nobody in the company that really was, was focused on or was specializing in, in healthcare. Um, healthcare is intricate and unique. So there was a need to kind of um, understand the language and, you know, really kind of understand, um, you know, what their unique needs were. Um, when I got to Claris, 
um, that intersection of healthcare and design was was interesting because I think what I found was that um, healthcare now is certainly more focused on design than they ever were because they're starting to realize that uh, great design is really the first step in creating uh, a good patient experience. And so uh, that just really excited me. And, and it's been it's been great to kind of be with a company that is, you know, starting to innovate um, the, the healthcare design space to create better patient experiences. I think that authentically sort of brings up, again, the main point of the podcast, which is looking at healthcare design and looking at some of the biggest trends and um, the current state of you know, hospital budgets and hospital funding and how that is affecting these trends and how administrators are looking for practical and cost-effective but authentic and exciting design solutions for um, their facilities. Facilities. So let's jump right in. Uh, kind of how I mentioned, you know, hospital budgets are pretty tight right now. Um, and so uh, with these projects, I think executives and people up top are looking for the most practical ways to deliver on something that feels unique and feels aesthetically pleasing, but at the same time isn't going to break the bank. So how are you seeing that current state of hospital budgets sort of affecting design trends in healthcare? What I'm seeing is is that hospitals are starting to, to pay more attention to design because these institutions have been around for, you know, decades, um, if not some of them even, you know, at least 100 years. Um, and, and so when you look at that and you think about how dated some of these facilities are, uh, I think that, you know, uh, appearances can be deceiving. So when you walk into a dated hospital, you may not know that, you know, the top cardiothoracic surgeon is actually on staff there and, and that they have, you know, some, some amazing equipment that they're using. And so I think that hospitals are starting to realize that uh, if they have medicine that, you know, kind of walks the walk, then um, their facility really needs to talk the talk with, with the way that it appears, you know, from, from the first step into the door down the hallways and then even into the patient rooms. Right. And, you know, I think there's an issue there that patients often maybe aren't very trusting of the entire healthcare process. And so if they walk into an outdated hospital and things look like, you know, the walls are peeling, <laughs> then they're probably not going to trust that the services provided are going to be top notch. You know, it's very easy to associate the feel and the experience of your physical environment to sort of how you perceive the treatment or the experience that you're going to get on the back end. Yeah, Daniel, that's exactly right. I think that, um, you know, there there are studies that are being conducted now on on just people's, um, you know, take on when they walk into a healthcare facility, um, what what types of environments, uh, what elements in that environment, um, you know, impact and influence the way that they feel. And, and there are studies that are being conducted now that are saying that, um, you know, if the environment is positive and it's bright and, and you feel good when you walk into the hospital, then that actually has a direct influence on patient outcomes. And so I think that, you know, really um, that's where a company like Claris is in a really good position to, to help hospitals uh, with their ultimate goal, which is to, to see more positive patient outcomes. And I think this is also a representative of some other trends in healthcare. I mean, I know just in general, patients have a tough time trusting healthcare providers, and a lot of that has to do with lack of communication and um, just feeling like 
your end result and how you get that medication or sort of like what the process is for deciding how you should be treated for something doesn't feel comprehensive or it feels it probably isn't rushed but it feels rushed because the communication just isn't there um so i think it's all sort of this big snowball that's finally reaching critical mass and the entire industry is having to decide how to move forward to gain back patient trust whether that is improving communication or whether it's making the literal aesthetics of where they're going to receive their treatment feel more inviting and um you know more uh more human Absolutely. And, and I think that, you know, when when you think about healthcare, I mean, is there anything more human than, than healthcare? You know, it's, it's one person, you know, using special skills to be able to help uh, another person. And so, you know, I, I think that the trust factor is, is certainly big. We've touched on it a little bit here. And, and certainly I think it's bigger than we could even cover in this podcast. Um, but, but the trust piece is extremely important. And so, you know, if we looked at a what if and we said, what if? Um, you know, you injured yourself, uh, you know, doing uh, playing basketball on the weekend and, and maybe you think you tore your ACL. Uh, so you go in and, and, and you're sitting in a patient room and, and you're scared. Uh, and, and really all you want to know is, is that you're going to be OK and, and you want to know what's going on. Uh, and, and you glance up at the wall and you see this this patient board um, that's that's old and it's peeling and it's dirty and and it's got you know vinyl and it just doesn't look pleasing and it certainly doesn't look clean um, and and that's really the the only thing in that room when a doctor or clinician is not clinician is not in there I mean how how would you feel in that instance you know you you would probably feel pretty alone it, it wouldn't help you to to be any less scared. And, and the reality is, is that you probably wouldn't get the information that you need. So I think that um, that that's a lot of what we're seeing is, is people who don't trust, not because the, the clinicians are not capable, but because they don't have the information that they need to feel that way. Right. It's really about opening up those channels and making the, the communication process, whether visual or um, or conversational, more authentic. Absolutely. So let's dig into some of these actually specific trends in healthcare design. Uh, break some of them down for me. What have you seen aesthetically that has entered the space in the last few years that's starting to stick? And how is it representative of this overall shift of you know making the process feel more human and opening up those visual lines of communication for what kind of experience you're going to get as a patient? Yeah, so um, I think that we are seeing uh, in, in healthcare design, um, as, as you walk into a hospital waiting room or a hospital lobby, uh, I think that you know, we're, we're starting to see a lot more um, you know, natural uh, elements being introduced in. So we're, we're seeing a use of, of bamboo and, and wood um, we're, we're starting to see, um, you know, a, a little bit more natural light coming into those things. So entire fronts uh, and facades of hospitals being made completely of glass uh, so that, you know, that natural light can kind of come in and, and brighten up the space. Another trend that we're noticing really is, is multifunctional spaces. Um, so, you know, I think it's no secret that um, for good healthcare, you're potentially going to have to wait a while. Uh, and if it's not you that's waiting, uh, it's going to be your family and friends who are having to to wait in in you know a lobby area somewhere. And so we're seeing a lot of of multifunctional areas where you know you would you would install glass on the wall uh, and it may have you know kind of a coloring book type theme for the kids to color. 
um, and and something that really just is is there to help a child take their mind off the fact that mom or dad you know may be back getting treated. Multifunctional has been uh, pretty big in, in what we're seeing as well. Um, you know, more directly related to Claris too. I think um, what we are seeing is is a lot of of emphasis on uh, products that will help them to better communicate, and not necessarily just with the patient, although that's that's one piece of it. Uh, but products that will help them to better communicate with each other, clinician to clinician, and, and doctor to clinician. So. What we find is that um, we see uh, a number of hospitals that are extremely interested in, in having, uh, you know, glass nurse communication boards that will stay clean, that have got graphics directly printed on them, where you can really be organized in how you understand, you know, who's on that floor and, and who's in what room. Um, and then we're seeing that communication trend carry itself into uh, operating rooms and surgeries. So mobile glass boards that have grids on them to be able to uh, you know, do an instrument count uh, after they close up for a surgery, uh, scheduling boards that end up in breakout rooms so that uh, people know when you know, they need to go for their next shift. And then obviously carrying that into the patient room, we are seeing uh, a huge increase in hospitals who are looking to uh, introduce glass communication boards into their patient rooms, uh, something that, you know, reflects the hospital's branding, something that can be custom designed with the fields that, you know, the nurses and, and other clinical staff need in order to be able to uh, know what's happened to that patient uh, up until the point that they entered into the room. But then what we're also noticing is, is an incorporation of, of fields on that board that allow for the patient to actually collaborate in their own care. So for them to be able to see what's happening and then know how they can participate in that care to feel comfortable about what's happening with them. No, yeah, I, I agree. It's all about the design really almost just not getting in the way and feeling authentically just part of the space. So whether that's empowering better visualization and communication between clinician and physician with a glass board or whether it's giving a distraction to a child, like you said, um, in both of those instances, it doesn't feel forced or ham-fisted. It's uh, integrated into the design in a thoughtful way. And I think that's where you're going to get the most value. And and I think that, um, you know, hospitals are starting to realize that the value is there. Um, you know, hospitals are uh, measured on on HCAP scores and, and those patient satisfaction scores are a large driver uh, in the healthcare industry for, you know, that hospital to determine whether or not they, they are, are successful. And then obviously for other patients to, to know whether or not that hospital is a place that they want to go. And so patient communication is certainly uh, the number one driver of, of positive or negative HCAP scores. And so if, if you have the ability to incorporate better educate, uh, better communication, um, whether that communication is, is visual or, or verbal, then, then certainly I think hospitals are realizing that uh, it's having a positive impact on, on their facilities. I also want to pick your brain a little bit on digital trends in healthcare and if you're seeing that affect design at all. Um, because I feel, I feel like emerging technology, when it's most useful, sort of like we've already been talking about, is integrated directly into design in a really authentic way. That doesn't feel like, oh, okay, we're just going to put a, 
an interactive touchscreen board on the wall just to have one, but really making the environment feel like it's a necessity there. Um, so I wanted to know if there are any tech trends in the healthcare space that have encouraged a design shift as well. Yeah, Daniel, you've uh, you, you've hit on something that that I love to talk about. Uh, you know, I, I I tend to find myself being a, a technology junkie. Uh, you know, I like to have all the latest technology myself. So I guess that's why I'm just uh, drawn to, uh, you know, technology and healthcare. Um, I think that there are two trends um, that we are actually seeing uh, a little bit more uh, as, as hospitals, you know, kind of uh, open up budgets uh, to invest in their facility. One is um, wayfinding. So um, and, and augmented reality. Uh, so so there are a number of hospitals now who, you know, have got certain uh, wayfinding points uh, scattered throughout the hospital. Uh, you would actually, in order to know where you need to go within that hospital, uh, pull up the hospital's app on your phone and, and you know, kind of in a, in a wayfinding augmented reality type way. Uh, you can navigate the halls, um, you know, looking for, and and the phone is kind of guiding you to your next destination with a line that's on the ground. We've also actually seen some children's hospitals do some pretty cool things where uh, I, I read about a, a hospital that uh, incorporated their mascot, which was a, a kangaroo. And that kangaroo would actually hop down the hall in the children's hospital and you would follow the kangaroo to your next destination. So yeah, so it's super cool. I mean, it's something that I know that my kids would love. So, so augmented reality uh, is pretty cool, and and being able to incorporate those those wayfinding points. The other trend that I think is is really exciting, uh, and and I'm God, I can't wait to see where this thing goes is um, virtual reality. Um, so uh, immersive uh, patient care. Uh, so what we're noticing is is you know with uh, a VR headset. Uh, you know, a, a physician or, or you know, a, a clinician can put that VR headset on and actually look um, at, you know, the, the, patient's, the patient's case. Um, so it may be that it's a, a 3D rendering of, of the patient's, um, you know, internals, and, and they're trying to figure out where a problem is. So we are starting to also see uh, where where physicians and, and surgeons are actually able to uh, do immersive care um, through virtual reality, whether those uh, individuals are, are using a, a virtual virtual reality headset, you know, kind of like an Oculus uh, to, to look at a patient's case and to be able to kind of see in a 3D way uh, what's happening inside the patient. Um, we're also seeing um, you know, separate rooms, uh, what you might consider kind of an, an immersive VR room where someone could actually go in and have a 360 view on large screens, uh, being able to kind of look at things from a little bit different perspective. So uh, in, in a side note to that, uh, Claris actually has got a product, uh, our view board, which is uh, projectable glass. Uh, which we have had interest outside of healthcare to, to do that same thing, to create kind of an immersive VR room. So I'm hoping that that trend will actually carry its way into healthcare and Claris can participate on the cutting, cutting edge of that as well. Yeah. Well, and I love that VR and AR are entering the space in a way that doesn't remove human interaction, because I think oftentimes that is something that gets touted as a fear that AR and VR 
at least in a business world, are going to remove human interactivity or, or they're going to replace that and make it more digital and less authentic. But in this case, that technology is being used really as a tool to then make the communication with the patient more authentic. If you have that kind of tool to better diagnose or, or give a visual representation for here is what's wrong with you, here's how we can proceed, then they feel like, okay, you know, this team at the hospital knows what they're doing. They have all the information laid out for me. And it just goes back to opening those channels of communication and using tech as that tool, which is really cool. Absolutely. I I, I couldn't agree more. And and I, I certainly think that that's a great place to, you know, to really say that that's the stance that that Clara sees as as we participate more heavily in healthcare is is that really um, the products that we bring um, into health organizations are really there to help us help them create better patient experiences. So um, you know if, if there's a tool that is needed uh, for someone to be able to visualize something, then uh, that's that's something that Claris wants to be a part of. If, if there's a need, for collaboration, uh, whether that's between the patient and the physician, or or whether that's between you know the the physician and clinical staff, then certainly that's a need that we want to be a part of. Because at the end of the day, uh, being able to open up different uh, ways of communicating uh, is certainly uh, paramount, and and you know certainly leads to much better patient care. Well, Jason, I really want to thank you for coming on the podcast and giving us your insight on this. Um, you know, I think we we got a nice deep dive into the state of healthcare design and it's exciting to see that there are people that are helping lead some innovations in healthcare design like yourself who are just very passionate about the space. So, I'm I'm excited to see what the future is for healthcare design, what trends continue to stick, uh, especially in the tech sector, you know, how if if maybe if several years down the line we start to see hospitals authentically build out VR rooms as just part of their offering, uh, I mean, that would be a really cool future. And I think if people continue down this road of using technology as a tool in healthcare design, I think uh, I think things will definitely turn out for the better. Absolutely. And, and I think that um, I agree with you as well. Uh, certainly, um, Daniel, this was so much fun. Uh, and, and we'll have to pick it up again because uh, healthcare is, is shifting and changing so quickly that, uh, you know, we could we could do this podcast multiple times uh, and, and certainly not even cover everything. So uh, I'm looking forward to being on with you again sometime soon. That is the challenge of doing these podcasts, that's for sure, especially when you're dealing with tech. Things can change from one day to the next. And then all of a sudden, whoa, conversation's outdated. Got to get you back on. So <laughs> looking forward to that follow up. Same here. Absolutely. Thanks, Daniel. And thanks, everyone, for listening to today's episode. And if you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. And make sure to leave a like or review wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time. <laughs>